This is Blake Reynolds, and you're listening to the Upbeat Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Upbeat Podcast. My voice, yes, it sounds so weird. Um, I've got allergies or something, so please forgive me if I'm cracking in or out. But I'm excited about today's episode. I've got a special guest with me. Um, before I introduce him or have him introduce himself, um, don't forget to share the podcast with a friend and um, follow me on social media. But Alex, why don't you take a second and introduce yourself? Yeah, well, thank you, Blake, for having me on here. Uh, my name is Alex Gallion, and uh, Blake, he made sure to mention his voice. So if you hear anything weird on my end, it's because I'm driving right now, but I'm hands-free. So, uh, you know, if you hear, uh, I don't know, any road noise, sorry about that. But my name is Alex Gallion. I, uh, I currently live in, in Martin, Tennessee, and I pastor a church in McKenzie, Tennessee called Overflow Church. I am married to a wonderful, wonderful wife. Uh, her name is Samantha Gallion. She is talented uh, pretty much in every area. And uh, I'm 28 years old. Um, and I'm trying to think of other things I'm supposed to say when I introduce myself. I love God and I'm a big basketball fan. <laughs> who's your team uh man just to be honest with you God, i'm gonna catch so much heat i for years have just been a lebron fan so for a while I've, obviously i you know would, would have been a cavaliers fan and then a heat fan and then a cavaliers fan and now i have a lakers jersey and um so i'm a lebron fan i prefer I love NBA basketball. I love college basketball, but I don't, I wouldn't even tell you that I necessarily have a team. If say Tennessee went to the national championship, I would root them on and be happy for them. But I don't like, I'm not a diehard Tennessee fan or anything. Hey man, listen, nobody's perfect. No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally uh, I am not into basketball as much. So no dog in that fight, but um, Alex, <laughs> let me just ask you, um, for those of you listening, Alex is going to do most of the talking today because uh, my voice is just cutting in and out. So let me ask you a few questions, Alex, and then I'll just have you share um, your testimony. But uh, what's your favorite worship song right now? Ooh, man, my favorite worship song right now. Um, honestly, man, it's, I don't know if it's considered old news yet or not. Uh, build your church, Maverick City Elevation um, is probably okay. My current favorite right now. Okay, okay. Um, what's your so what's a, is it, what's a go ahead? Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I was gonna say, did I if, did I call it? Is that that's the name of it, right? I just know they sing build your church, build your church. And I'm assuming it's called Build Your Church. And so Honestly, that's, what I con- that's what I have on repeat 24-7 right now. I should probably go look up that song because I have no idea what it is. I feel bad. Um, the Maverick they, City they, Elevation album? Oh, dude, the listen, they are releasing old so church much basement? music. Yeah, they, well, uh, they are. It's on Old Church I, Basement. Okay, I will I will listen to it. I'm always taking oh people's suggestions. Gosh, but man, so good. Listen, dude, there's so much music coming out just from Maverick City alone. But I'm, I know, I can't dude. Keep up. I, I can't either. My wife and I were talking about that the other day. I was like, dude, they it literally feels like they release a new song every day. <laughs> Pretty much, honestly. 
And then people are people like you are like, did you hear this one song? I'm like, dude, I'm I'm just now listening to Gyra and um what's that what's that fast one? Um, um get up get got up, a lot of words up, to it. Get up out of that. Yes, grave. that one. Just that, that one. one. Yeah. That sounds like a ramp song, by the way. It, uh, oh no, people? for sure. Oh, I'm I'm positive. <laughs> I'm positive that has been that's been uh utilized. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I haven't especially been there to that hear one it, part, but there's no doubt. Yes, yes, I agree. Like, yeah, I honestly, when I hear that part, I think of, of course, you're from the ramp. You graduated. I've just been more of an admirer, and just sure. like most people, just being ministered to from afar. But whenever I hear that part of the song, I always think OG ramp, like the shows was wearing camo pants and black t-shirts, just jumping on the stage. So Dude, I um, honestly, I, I think of just, I just think of Eddie James, which obviously is suiting given <laughs> that like half of Maverick City was with Eddie yep. James for years and years and years. So it kind of makes sense. But uh, yeah, it's like a praise break anthem. No doubt about it. Oh my gosh. Yes. And, and I was just talking to my sister about that. And I'll jump to my next question, but we I was like, well, they were there and they were there and they were there. And I was like, dude, they were all there with Eddie James. Like, that's just incredible. Yeah. Um, so Alex, what's a Bible verse that is speaking to you right now? Oh, um, let's go. Uh, Luke 1910 for the son of man came to seek and save the lost. Um, I, it's, it happens right at the end of the, the Zacchaeus narrative. And, um, it's just speaking to me, you just said right now, and it's right now because, uh, this week, our small group memory verse was that one. Uh, and I preached out of Luke 19 the week before, not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before. So I've just kind of been in Luke 19 a lot and diving in and re man, I, I mean, I've preached on Zacchaeus a thousand times probably, but, you know, refreshing myself on that story, the, the beauty of, of the story of Jesus hanging out with a scumbag and uh, identifying with that scumbag. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's encouraging that Jesus didn't, didn't come to uh, pat church people on their shoulders and say, good job. He came to seek and save the lost. That's my favorite. Come on, come on. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that verse. Honestly, just that verse alone is just, it's this tells us what Jesus and God is all about, man. So two more questions and they're really lighthearted ones. Uh, who is your favorite Disney character? Uh, that's easy, bro. Simba. Simba. Simba all day long. The Lion King is by far my favorite Disney movie. There's no, which no one though? You, are you talking about the, oh, the, original? the original animated? Yeah. The original animated. It's the greatest Thank of all God. time. It absolutely is. Somebody just the other day told me that they liked, um, they were a Gen Z kid. They're like, no, nah, the new Lion King's better. And I'm like, bro, what? that's blasphemy. Yeah, that's no, blasphemy. It's, not, it's no good. No good. Yeah, I like my Simba. Simba's my guy. Simba. <laughs> what is your favorite yeah. TV show to watch? What's something that you and your wife put on? What's like your guys' favorite? Man. We zoom through TV shows like absolutely crush them. We don't really have cable. We just have like Netflix and Hulu. And so we, we watch like Same. every night before, you know, like while we're eating and before we go to bed, we always watch one show together. And I'm trying to think historically what our favorite show would be as opposed to what it is right now. We don't have a show currently. Like we've made our way through every show we were watching. 
Um, so it's like, we don't really, we don't really have a show. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I might get in trouble for saying this, but like new girl is a really funny, <laughs> it's a show. Oh it's kind of, a, it's kind of one of our go-tos when we're bored. Um, and then criminal minds is personally one of my favorite shows. Um, and it, it once again, that's kind of like a, <laughs> it's kind of a terrifying show sometimes, but, uh, my favorites for sure <laughs> oh my gosh no um okay so criminal minds new girl i i, I don't know what i was supposed I to say right there I <laughs> like i you know we you were we supposed love, to say chosen we, was your favorite show right the chosen i mean i ate up the chosen but the thing is i ate it up in two days like i binge watched it and uh and you know i zoomed through every every episode and so i haven't watched it for weeks now but um <laughs> I, the chosen is great, but I mean, it's not like my go-to necessarily. So yeah, judge me, I guess, whatever. Oh man, no judgment here. I, <laughs> dude, I've been watching some really awesome shows. New Girl is something I've wanted to start though, so I just have not gotten. It's funny. To it. It's funny. It's, uh, I'm always watching the clips on TikTok. Um, for those of you listening, Alex and I, um, like I said, I told Alex before the podcast, I have admired, you know, the ramp which is an incredible ministry. Um, I have done different things with the ramp. We used to have a printing company. We used to actually print your guys' t-shirts, by the way, yeah, uh, yeah. for about two to three years. And um, so I had done different things with the ramp, but nothing seriously involved or anything, but uh, just super impacted by the ministry. And I've just made connections along the way. And for those of you listening, that's how Alex and I got connected is through Facebook and Instagram. And then TikTok is really- TikTok. Blake Reynolds is now, uh, I just remember seeing your, uh, your worship Sunday morning fails video. I mean, it's probably your, your, your top pinned most viewed video. I would, I would guess. And I remember dying bro at your faces when, when, because all of it was so relatable. I'm not even, I'm, I'm not a oh, worship man. pastor, but I, you know, I still You're a senior pastor. informed. Yeah, I'm, I get informed of all that stuff. And so it was so relatable. And uh, I remember seeing your name and going, I've talked to him before. I think he reached out to me one time about T-shirts. <laughs> and uh, and I was, yep. so I went back and stalked you. I'm like, oh, it is. That's the same person. Yeah, so, that, and that's what's weird is that we've known each other or known of each yeah. other at the very least for years. But TikTok is yeah. like like just connected the dots so i i love it uh -huh. and i was like so honored that you said yes to come on so alex why don't you just take the floor and just share with everybody maybe something that's on your heart or just share your testimony oh my gosh something that's on my heart or just my testimony um <laughs> i'll share my testimony because i'm like i'm trying to think what is on, on my heart right now i don't know um my i'll, I'll give I'll give a different a different side of the testimony for you though, Blake. Okay. Um, okay. I'll, I'm going to rush through early years real quick, but I'm going to hit you with a testimony that you you've never heard before that that's going to encourage someone out there. So let's do it. Um, as a 16 year old, I grew up going to church with with my parents. Uh, my parents were divorced and remarried, uh, but like they still really really uh, were involved in church. In fact, they were so involved that for the majority of my teenage years, uh, my stepdad was a college pastor and my dad was a youth pastor at the same church. Uh, so that, that's kind of a cool story. Yeah, that's kind of cool. That's a whole nother story in itself. Super reconciliation in my family. But um, 
grew up going to church, was forced to go to church. I really didn't know God at all. And that all kind of came to a climactic uh, point when I hit 16. And uh, I was sneaking out of my house in a bunch of really bad relationships, trying drugs for the first time, drinking for the first time, lying to my parents every other breath. And I ended up getting a DUI as a 16-year-old. And at the time, my mother didn't even know I listened to secular music, let alone that I was like doing drugs and drinking. And so it was a very big shock. Um, it was a big shock to kind of like our community, uh, just because everyone found out. Obviously, I live in a very small town, like 4,000 people. So everyone found out. And um, I was super depressed. Uh, I got really, really just broken, depressed, insecure during during those that that time frame. I was already really insecure, and that's what kind of led me to that point anyways. But um, it was during that time that I – one of the punishments was my dad made me go to the ramp. Uh, with him anytime <laughs> that uh, anytime he wanted me to go and so I had to go and I hated it I hated sitting on the floor I hated singing songs for 15 hours in a row um, I hated all of it and then one weekend I just was a little extra broken and I remember for the first time just kind of saying you know what Lord clearly uh, what I'm doing right now isn't working so I would you know if if you're real and really it wasn't if you're real show it to me it was just like god reveal yourself to me that was my prayer that my pastor's wife at the time told me to pray and so i started saying reveal yourself to me reveal yourself to me lord and by the end of the conference man i had just gotten absolutely wrecked um just transformed by the presence of god and i went back and uh the last two years of my high school experience were tremendous i was not perfect by any means i mean what high schooler is but um, I saw a lot of my friends get saved. I saw teachers have moments with God. Um, we, you know, our, our FCA grew by like 300%. It, uh, it, it was just really amazing. Um, almost, almost my entire youth group ended up going to ministry school. We all really like, really were burning for God. And, um, and, and so that was cool. Now, fast forward. I get to the ramp. I'm there for uh, however long I get to serve on chosen for a while. And I actually it was the youth pastor at the ramp for a time period uh, until my wife and I ended up moving back to Tennessee to be youth pastors where uh, my parents planted a church uh, in Martin called the Mission Church. We moved back there. We ended up getting connected with Overflow at that time. And uh, I took on a role where it was more or less just preaching on Sundays and I could find a lead pastor and then just a series of events happened and I became the lead pastor and you know, I was only 26. On, I had just turned 26 like a month before uh, I started preaching there when I was 25. But um, this is the, the, the testimony I kind of wanted to share. When I got there, one of the big things uh, was that they, they currently had this building. It's an old Walmart building and uh, they were a storefront church whenever I got there. And they had, though, in their possession, this Walmart building that had, had partially been renovated to be turned into the church that we're in now. But at the time, uh, we still lacked a lot of finances in order to be able to make that happen. And so one day um, I went to a county fair and we, we had we were we, we had just done like a a fundraising thing to try and raise funds to get into the building. And honestly, it wasn't super successful. We, we were a pretty small church. It was successful for the size church we were, but we were a small church. 
And so I was really believing God, man, that he was just going to do something that blew our minds. Uh, that's what I was praying for, you know, that it wouldn't be a 10 year mm -hmm. process, that God would do something that would just absolutely shake the paradigm. I'd seen him do it. I've, I've seen so many moments like that, you know, having grown up, having spent 10 years at the ramp, I've just seen God do things like that. And, and I was believing that God was going to do something just, just so ridiculous that nobody could deny that it was God. And so I'm, I'm asking for it, but I don't really know what that looks like. So one night, Sam and I go to a county fair and uh, I win this little prize. I'm throwing darts at like the balloons or whatever. And uh, the, all the prizes were just kind of horrible. But what I noticed was this, this little red hat sitting up in the corner and it said rural King, rural King, as you would say it around here on it. And um, that Walmart building that we were renovating before or uh, after it was a Walmart, this, this company came in called rural King and took it over. And it's like a farm supply store, I guess, uh, around where I'm at. And so I saw the hat and I thought, man, it'd be so cool to wear this hat in faith, you know, cause we were renovating an old rural King building and just to wear it in faith that God's going to come through for us. And as a reminder to our church. So I asked if I can wear this red hat. He's like, sure. It's not even really a prize, but you can have it. So he gives me the hat and I start wearing it around. Um, not really telling anyone why I'm wearing it. I just start wearing it. And one day I show up to the office and these insurance guys show up to the church office. We had forgotten they were even coming. But uh, they showed up and in the middle of their conversation, uh, it turns out we didn't even apply for like we didn't meet their qualifications to even get the insurance. But in the middle of their conversation, he goes, why are you wearing a rule king hat? And uh, I just kind of told them, I said, well, I won it the other night, but we're renovating, you know, a, a new campus. And we're still believing God for about sixty thousand uh, dollars, you know, to make it happen. We don't have it right now. And we, and really it was a little bit more than 60,000. 60,000 was like the bare minimum. We, we would have had to maybe put like lawn chairs in the sanctuary <laughs> with 60,000. Like it was bare minimum, but I tell him we're still believing God, you know, to renovate it. And he said, take us over there. And so he's, you know, they're asking us the mission of our church and what we're wanting to do. And we, we walk them in the building. That's like the shell of, of what it is now. And we're telling them, we're giving them the rundown. This is where kiddos is going to be this is the sanctuary this is the lobby we're going to have this hung up in the lobby this is where our mission statement is going to be and the guy's crying and i'm like why is this random dude that's trying to sell his insurance why is he crying like this and he's videoing and so by the end of the conversation he says what i didn't tell you is i'm actually kind of friends with the ceo of rural king and he said every year at the end of the year he donates large amounts of money to, to organizations that he believes in and he said, I know this isn't why we showed up. He said, but what are the odds that you're wearing a Rural King hat, that y'all are renovating an old Rural King building, and that I know the CEO of Rural King? He was like, would you mind if I send this video to him? His name is Alex Melvin. He said, do you mind if I send this video to Alex and uh, just kind of tell him y'all's story? He might want to invest. And I, we're like, yeah, of course. But, you know, we don't put any stock in it at all. That's such a random. We did not know this guy. Like, we met him for the first time that day. And um, so we prayed after they left and we're just like, Lord, you know, if this is you, then by all means, we're in or, or whatever. And uh, we didn't really expect to hear back. And then about three weeks later, we get a call at the office and it is Alex Melvin, the CEO of Rural King, which is the same. I mean, it's like this, the second or third largest farm supply company 
you know, it's like a tractor supply, but it's like number three on the list of those. And he, he is, we're talking to Alex Melvin in the offices at our storefront church. And he's like, man, I heard the story about church and I know you guys are still trying to raise some funds. He said, this one, this what I'm going to do. And we only had like three months until we were, we were scheduled to be in that building. He said, what I'll do is if you guys can raise $30,000, I'll match you $30,000 because we need a 60. He said, but if you can raise all the way up to $50,000, I'll match you all the way up to $50,000. Now he's telling us this, bro. And it's still almost not real. It's like, did this happen? We do, you know, we've never met these people. Like they're <laughs> mind blown right now. Like what, how, how in the world did this take place? And so we're obviously, you know, we are just thrilled. Like, yes, we are down. We're going to do it. We announced the news to our church and they go crazy. I've never seen a bunch of people from most of them are from a pretty conservative background go that crazy because they're like, this is a miracle. And we're like, it is a miracle. But now we got to raise, <laughs> we got to raise the money. The long story short, we post about it and the story of it goes viral. People from New York are sending money. People from all over the Northwest Tennessee area are sending money churches are sending money to us by the end of the campaign. And this is including um, what Rural King ended up sending to us. By the end of the campaign, we had raised $121,000 because of donations that came in from everywhere. We raised the 50,000 that we needed and then Rural what? King matched us. Yeah, matched us the 50,000. And then there was an extra $21,000 raised on top of that, just from people all over i there was a time period where i couldn't travel an hour in any direction and and wear that hat and people go are you the pastor of that church where that thing is happening i gave to that i'm telling you dude an hour away in dollar general the lady to check me out was like i gave ten dollars to your church the other day <laughs> i mean it it was the most insane thing dude and so literally it all comes together and we have to pull a, like the longest week in the history of weeks painting putting doors up hanging stuff getting you know our poor production team was just going crazy trying to get everything ready uh and they did and on january 5th of 2020 we have our very first worship experience and mind you at our old building we were averaging somewhere around 175 to 225 per weekend 225 being easter like you know that that is not it wasn't normal the first weekend that we moved into the new building, we we saw 780 people uh, come through the doors wow. at our church. Our church doubled in size overnight. Wow. And um, we ended up, because of the amount, the sheer amount of money that, that we brought in through that process, we paid off all debt out, outside of, um, you know, a long-term mortgage that we have. We paid off all other debt that we had. Um, and... And then thankfully, um, you know, the next three months were, were just insane. Our church almost tripled in size. It for sure doubled, almost tripled in size. Uh, and then COVID hit. <laughs> and that was interesting. But still, uh, man, it was just an amazing, it was an amazing time that, to, to just see God come through for us in a way that I, man, like if, if you're struggling with your finances or if you're just believing God for something really, really um something that seems impossible just know man he he will blow your mind in ways that you didn't see coming like don't 
um, don't, uh, don't assume that you know how it's going to happen and uh, don't, don't box them in uh, because over the last couple of years, just what we keep, what we keep learning is this, like, all we got to do is say yes to the little things that he asks us to do. And then he does things like, like bring the insurance guy who just so happens to know this other guy who just so happens to give us $50,000. You know, so for anyone out there who's believing God for something crazy, uh, whether it be someone that you're wanting uh, to see, you know, make a recommitment of their faith or get saved or if it's a financial thing or a family thing or a marriage thing, uh, just know uh, absolutely nothing is, is outside of, of the power of God. Um, he, is, he is so much more in, intensely cool than I think we give him credit for most of the time. And uh, he's a lot smarter than us. And, and so, yeah, I just want to encourage anyone out there who's, who's believing God for something crazy. It's okay. Keep believing him for that crazy thing and just do what he says to do and trust because he'll come through for you in the meantime. That, that is incredible, man. I love that testimony. And I love what you said about saying yes to the little things he asked you to do. Yeah, uh, I love the scripture and, may, and maybe you remember off the top of your head because I don't remember the exact scripture where it just talks about how, um, you know, some water, some plant, you know, some plow, yeah. but God provides the increase. And absolutely, a lot of what you're saying is just showing up like, hey, just yep. show up and do the little thing. I just said yes to something last night. Uh, it was a last minute like um, worship gig and uh-huh. <clears throat> excuse me. And I, and as of yet, as of right now, nothing really major has happened, but it, you're hearing your testimony encouraged me because honestly, I was just going to say no to it. I'm like, man, yeah. it's a midweek service. It's last minute. Like, do I really need to be doing this? But I was like, right, I did it anyways. Right. But what you're saying is so encouraging because like a lot of times we take for granted the small things. Um, social, social media has desensitized us from the little things we see. You know, I just made a million dollars on Bitcoin. We see these huge posts. Well, yeah. I'm making a joke now, but or we see these people that are hugely successful in real estate, or they're they're in this great physical shape, whatever. But we yeah. don't see the little things they do every day, the little mundane, boring. Right, honestly, and reading the Bible, <clears throat> not to get spiritual, but reading the Bible and praying can be some of the most boring things you do as a Christian. Um, yeah. Sometimes yeah. I want to be careful when I say that. I don't want to be like blasphemous it's just there are moments where like you're just no, dude, like, absolutely can't be. are you kidding me uh, i'm a pastor and there are many <laughs> days where i wake up and i do not feel like i'm in the glory of god as i'm reading through the book of leviticus like it, oh uh, you know it's just not yeah it's the it's the boring it's the it's the boring things that lead to the extravagant things i mean it is amen it's and it's just like the seeds you know when you plant a seed you're not going to see something for a long time. I'm talking about, you know, literal agriculture. You're not going to see something for yeah. a long time it's, until its season has come to bear fruit, to grow. And that's right. what it's like. You were just talking about, I don't feel like praying. And that's the beauty of it. Our prayer life should never be led by our emotions. Cause I'm going to tell you right yeah. now, 99% of the time, Alex, I do not feel like praying. Absolutely. <laughs> dude. I get it. You have to, I'm a hands-on kind of guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm a hands-on get it done kind of guy. And so yeah. praying is not necessarily opposite. Cause I actually, even though praying can be boring when I do pray and I force myself to do it, I really do enjoy it. It's just the yes. getting there part. But my personality is, Hey, I want to do this like just in my own strength. 
and uh, without realizing that God's like, hey, gotta let me take this over. Um, But hey, let's 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 wrap this up with a couple of questions. What is the best piece of advice you've been given? Oh my gosh, the best piece of advice that I I mean, do we have like a uh, a category here, or just like in life in general, or here? This is what I'm going to give you the best piece. Okay. Can I give, oh, spiritual? I was oh going to say, gosh. I was going to give you like spiritual life and then like whatever other advice you've got, man, just dump it here. Okay. Okay. Best word of advice for people learning to preach uh, for any, anyone, any young, young preacher or anyone out there uh, is, and it's an old Quaker saying, and it's speak to the condition of your hearers. Don't try to uh, preach to that internet superstar preacher that you love, preach to the people that you are talking to, preach to the people that are in the room with you, use language that they understand. If you are a young millennial person, you're going to have to watch the kind of language that you use, Um, even slang. Like you have to say things that people can understand. If you're preaching in the South, um, say y'all and use hunting metaphors. If you're preaching in the North, you know, maybe don't, uh, but speak to the condition of your hearers. Um, the best spiritual advice I have for anybody out there, it's really, really easy and it's really simple and someone's going to knock it off as, as stupid and too easy. Uh, but it's literally, it's what we're talking about. Um, read your Bible and pray every single day. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I know that that is just not what you were looking for right there. And Come on. You, I, I know you were looking for a tweetable, like sticky phrase or something. But, um, dude, I've never met anybody, not a single person, not an adult, not a teenager, no one. I've met nobody that is successfully following Jesus um, that doesn't read their Bible and pray every day. And I, I've yet to meet a person who reads their Bible and prays every day that, that goes through all the same stuff everybody else does. Um, it just it set, it'll set you apart if you commit to it. Um, It'll set you apart. It'll set you apart from your friends, from your family, from the people that you go to church to. It is single-handedly the most important thing you'll ever learn to do. And um, obviously taking it up a notch from there, not just reading your Bible, but actually studying your Bible, learning why your Bible says what it says. Um, Some theological training is always good. But uh, yeah, start off reading, praying every single day. That that is the best piece of spiritual advice that I have because – That'll solve 80%, if not 90% of every problem that you'll ever encounter as, as a person, it it gets answered. If you learn the, the rhythms of reading your Bible and praying every day. Come on. on. That's awesome. That's incredible. Um, Okay. So uh, just a couple more questions here. What would you tell your younger self? Like what piece of advice did you give to, if you could only tell your younger self two things, what would they be? Uh, Learn how to listen, uh, become a better listener. I'm typically uh, really quick to talk. I'm good at talking. I like talking. And I wish I'd listened a lot better when I was younger because I think I would have, I think I would have like probably avoided some mistakes that I made along the way. And I, and I would have been a lot smarter um, and probably made better choices. So listen, listen better. And, um, and, and devote yourself to the gym and eating and eating right at a younger age instead of instead of waiting until you were in your 20s to do it. 
if I could go back to my 14 year old self outside of, you know, saying, get your act together and, and actually love God and whatever, I would say, take lifting weights and going to the gym and running and, and eating right. Take it seriously. Cause you'll appreciate it when you get older. So, yeah. Come on, man. I love that. That's awesome. All right, man, let's close this out with some would you rathers. And I'd love for you to just take a second and just talk about what you're doing in ministry, promote whatever links you've got. Um, <clears throat> um, would you rather every day be Christmas or Halloween? Christmas. My birthday's on Christmas Eve. So, <laughs> so Christmas, Christmas is like a gold mine for me. So I, I told someone <laughs> the other day, every year at Christmas, I walked away like pretty much a millionaire. Uh, because I got all of my birthday gifts and Christmas gifts pretty much on the same day. So yeah, Christmas for oh, sure. Oh yeah, man, you got it good. Would you rather have hairy feet or a tail? Hairy feet, you can cover them up. I, it's hard to cover up a tail, you know. I don't, yeah, hairy feet. Okay, would you rather, last one for you, would you rather lick your best friend's armpit or kiss a random person's foot? Uh, look at my best friend's armpit for sure. No doubt about that. <laughs> it's that's, wife, a, that was, that's an easy friend. one. Yeah, outside of even outside of my wife, she's absolutely my best friend. But even outside of her, probably like three or four friends into that, I would still rather lick their armpits than they kiss a random person's foot. I'm not about that life, bro. Well, for those of you who don't know, I do Would You Rather every week on my Instagram. And so I just, I always have my guests do it with me. So y'all don't think, man, what's this dude asking some freaky questions for? Would you rather Hilarious. be a part of my thing? So <laughs> Alex, why don't you take a, a couple of seconds and uh, tell people where they can find you on social media, promote your church, or if you have a website, yeah. promote that, man. Um, on Instagram, I'm most active on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, my name on Facebook is Alex Gallion. That is G-A-L-L-I-E-N. On Instagram, it's the same. Alex Gallion, no spaces, nothing else, just the words. A-L-E-X-G-A-L-L-I-E-N. Uh, I'm on TikTok as well, though. I'm getting better yeah. at it. Once again, it's the same. Alex Gallion, very easy. Uh, and then if you're interested in keeping up with Overflow Church, which we do a lot of fun stuff, pretty cool. Uh, I'm biased, but um, it's on, on Instagram. It's Overflow Church TN, and uh, on Facebook, it's just Overflow Church, and it's like this symbol that it's like the OC, but it's like one symbol. You can't miss it, um, and you'll see, you know, my picture, I'm sure, somewhere on it. So <laughs> definitely, definitely, uh, definitely give us a follow and keep up, keep up with what's happening there, man. It's, it's so much fun and such an honor to get to, to, get, to, to get to be there and do what we do. Amen. Well, Alex, thank you again for being my guest today. Your testimony really encouraged me and I'm over here taking notes. So Alex, thank you so much, guys. Be sure to follow him on social media and I'm going to go try to drink some tea for my voice, but you guys have a great night. Thank you so much, Alex. Yeah, man. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Upbeat Podcast. I hope that it blessed and encouraged you. If you liked today's episode, then subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, and share it on your social media and with your friends. Also, follow me on social media at Blake Reynolds Music so we can connect more. And check out my website, BlakeReynoldsMusic.com. Again, thank you so much for listening. Until next time.